Hello everyone, this is Darshan Maharaja welcoming you to the sixth leg of our Canadian journey on today, May the 2nd, 2022. I wanted to talk to you today about an issue that has the dubious distinction of being the most widely known and the least cared about public concern in Canada. It is the mercury poisoning disaster at Grassy Narrows that took place over 50 years ago and still hasn't been taken care of. Before I jump into the discussion, I need to clarify that the part of this mess, it's a multi-part mess, and the part that I'm going to discuss is the responsibility of the provincial government of Ontario. I consider this clarification necessary because I have run into quite a few objections from various people when I post about this online, on social media, contending that First Nations reserves are federal responsibility and therefore I was wrong to be chasing the provincial government of Ontario for this issue. While it is true that First Nations reserves are federal responsibility, it is the First Nations reserves that are federal responsibility. Environmental cleanup, which is what this provincial plan is about, is of course under provincial jurisdiction. Besides, the large part of the two rivers, named English River and Wabigoon River, from where the mercury is supposed to be removed, lies outside the boundaries of the First Nations reserves in the area. There is more than one. Grassy Narrows is just one of them and uh, the most known, but there are four others. So that makes it squarely a matter under provincial jurisdiction. Another important point that I would like to mention here is that the upbeat piece of music that I use as a signature tune for this podcast seem to be inappropriate for this topic. So I've used another tune which I believe is more in accord with the sad situation at Grassy Narrows. The tune is from a song in a TV series about the life of the famous Urdu poet Mirza Ghalib. This ad in the late 1980s in India. The piece is a bit longish at 53 seconds. I do hope that I am not testing your patience. I toyed with the idea of uh, clipping out some parts of it, but then ultimately decided against it. So I really hope that I am not testing your patience. And there is one more reason why I chose this particular piece for this episode. I'll tell you about it after you have listened to it. So let's get started. Thank you. 
The reason why I selected this piece is because the first stanza of the song fits the situation at Grassy Narrows to a T. I will recite the lines in Urdu first and again I beg your forgiveness for that and then give you the English translation. The first line of the of the stanza is Unke dekhe se jo aajati hai muh par ronak wo samajhte hain ki bimar ka haal acha hai. This means the way my face lights up when I see her, she thinks that I have recovered from my illness. The second line, देखिए पाते हैं उशाक बुतों से क्या फैज एक बरहमन ने कहा है कि ये साल अच्छा है. Let us see what gain lovers received from their beloved. One astrologer has said that this year is going to be a good one. The thing to note here is that even after describing his less than optimal condition, Ghalib remained optimistic about his future prospects. I saw exactly the same sentiment among my indigenous friends after I had stumbled upon the issue of mercury poisoning at Grassy Narrows. Some of them are status first nations while others are Methi, Inuit and even people of European descent who have status first nations children. I saw them becoming hopeful that my efforts to get the Ontario government to firstly disclose details about the stage of implementation that the mercury removal project was at and secondly to complete the implementation so that the people at Grassy Narrows can receive the justice that they have been deprived of for three generations. To be fair there was a degree of skepticism among them also but I was encouraged by their hopeful view of my efforts to get some information about what's happening over there. It is now exactly 10 months come Thursday since I started chasing the Ontario government for information on the status of the mercury removal project. So far they haven't offered any information other than what they are required by law to make public. And that information only tells us how much money has been disbursed or approved to be for disbursement. That's accounting jargon for spending. For the record, it's about $30 million. Maybe you've read my articles or heard me talking about this on the video segment of Brampton Focus, a local media unit here in Brampton. And I'm grateful to Don McLeod and Fazal Khan for uh, having that uh, topic for discussion or on the podcast of Colin Winter with his eponymous uh, video channel and Russell Barton whose uh, podcast is uh, called uh, Coffee Breath Conversations. So maybe you have come across this content so I will keep the details of the mercury removal plan and my efforts to know about it brief here. The gist of it is that over 9,000 kilos of mercury was released into the English and Wabigoon rivers in the 1960s and early 1970s by a paper mill that is located roughly 130 kilometers upstream in a town called Dryden. The factory still exists but is under a different ownership now. The harmful effects of the mercury on the ecology of the area including on people came to light in the early 1970s 
the economy uh, of Grassy Narrows, which had been based on fishing and tourism, collapsed completely. Even three generations later, it has not recovered because the mercury is still there. And the people there are still suffering from horrific and debilitating health effects from the mercury, which once it enters the body never goes away, can even be passed down the generations from mother to child and it bioaccumulates. So when the mercury gets into the body of fish and then people eat that fish, then it gets transferred to the body of the person that ate the fish. So it accumulates over a period of time. And this accumulation has been going on for decades and decades. Now finally in 2017, so some 45 years after knowing about it, the Ontario government passed legislation to remove the mercury from the rivers and set aside $85 million in a trust account with a major bank. As required by that law, it created a panel to oversee the implementation of the plan. This panel consists of representatives from the five First Nations reserves in the area and from the government. This exercise of forming the panel, etc. was completed in early 2018, that is just before the provincial election of June 2018 in Ontario. The election brought in a different government and in the four years since then, it appears to me from my reading of the reports and whatever public information is available, that the actual work of removing the mercury has not yet begun. It's been four years since they have been added. The work has not begun. In the meantime, some $30 million from the trust money has been spent. According to the latest panel report for the year ending on 31st March 2021, or 13, 13 months ago from now, so we have that information gap. We don't know well enough in time what's going on there. The latest information is 13 months old as of now. Most of the spending has been on collecting samples of mercury contamination in the area plus participation expenses. That I, I take that to mean that uh, they are paying people to attend meetings because people are incurring expenses for making it to the meetings. So I started my inquiry with the Ontario government on July 4th, 2021. My simple query was to find out where the status of the mercury removal was at. How, how far have we gone in the exercise of removing the mercury? And I received a clear answer that so much percentage of the work had been done and the exercise was expected to be completed in X number of months, years, whatever. I would have moved on. Instead, I encountered stonewalling from my MPB, the Minister of Environment and the Premier himself. By the way, this had been predicted by some of my First Nations friends. So I escalated my inquiry to the opposition parties, hoping to get them to push the government to provide the answers. This includes the official opposition, NDP, the Liberals and the lone representative of the Green Party in Ontario's parliament. I also reached out to some of the now independent, formerly conservative MPPs, as well as several candidates who are running against the incumbent MPPs in the upcoming elections in June 2022. So that's, uh, what, about a month from now? With one notable exception, the liberal candidate in my riding, 
none out of them all and here i am including all the mpps who are already sitting in parliament plus the contenders who are seeking to uh, win from the incumbents none of them have shown any appetite or inclination to pursue the matter in a nutshell we have a government or more appropriately a whole political establishment that is uninterested in implementing this vital project and i said uh, in addition to government that this is the whole political establishment because we have an opposition that is equally uninterested in holding the government to account in the meantime people continue to suffer and die so that you know brings us to a very uncomfortable question as to what they are supposed to be there for i mean talk let's talk about the premier before he became the premier i had heard uh, doug ford saying several times that a government needs to run like a business this is of course to be taken with a pinch of salt a government's deliverables are materially different from that of a business but the idea is very valid in terms of uh, a focus on results and avoiding waste his remark resonated with me especially because uh, well let me give you the cultural context here in south asia certain ethnicities are known as business communities the propensity to get into business and actually succeed is much higher than normal among those ethnicities i belong to one of them gujarati and uh, i'm sure some of you are aware of that i keep mentioning my ethnicity as and when the context is suitable there are other two ethnicities that are also in the group to the north of the state of gujarat in the state of rajasthan the marwadi ethnicity and to the west of both gujarat and rajasthan in the province of sindh which is in pakistan these collectively these are the people who have a greater propensity for going into business and succeeding some of the biggest names in indian uh, business community including industry will be from uh, these communities and they are definitely overrepresented among these the marwadi community is especially famous for its laser sharp focus on costs many of them are businessmen and industrialists in the state of gujarat so now they are operating in a business friendly environment and they have special acumen for business including their focus on costs and eliminating waste or preventing it when i was studying for accountancy i visited many of these uh, units as an auditor or as consultant that were owned by marwadi uh, businessmen or industrialists and there is one incident from that time that is still fresh in my memory it was a textile unit engaged in spinning raw cotton into yarn now in this process some raw cotton gets wasted i'm making air quotes here because it is not thrown away it is collected and then sold to other industrial units that make blankets out of this wasted cotton so they don't let the uh, economic value of the cotton go to waste these blankets are actually called uh, cotton waste blankets that's the name by which they are generically known and despite their humble sounding name they are as functionally useful and visually attractive as any other blankets so as i was in this unit we were there for some uh, assignment 
I was passing the factory floor and I saw that a worker had failed to collect the wasted cotton which the supervisor had noticed. So after the mandatory scolding, the supervisor asked him a question that I find highly relevant in the situation at Grassy Narrows. I'll say it in the Marwadi language which the supervisor was using at the time and then I'll translate it for you. It resonates uh, for me to have it in the original Marwadi version. The question was, Why doesn't your blood boil? Now, actually, translates as burning. But in English, the equivalent expression is that one's blood is boiling, not burning. Perhaps because of the water content of the, of the blood. But in South Asia, blood burns. It doesn't boil. Well, it does in Gujarati language, but that's a different topic. I don't want to digress. Therefore, when I discovered that about $30 million had been spent on the mercury remediation project at Grassy Narrows, and yet the actual work of removing the mercury had not yet begun, that too after three plus years, I'm talking mid to late uh, last year. So it had been three plus years by that point. The question that popped up in my head for Premier Ford was, why doesn't your blood boil? If he really believes that government should function like a business, and this is a common claim among conservatives typically when they are in opposition, maybe not so much when they are in government, but they keep claiming that government needs to run like a business and this government of either the liberal or NDP uh, parties is uh, not uh, really focused on efficiencies. That's one of the favorite terms used to be of uh, Premier Ford. We haven't heard him say that uh, since COVID began. But he used to keep talking about uh, efficiencies. He said, uh, you know, you can always save 4% of your spending by introducing efficiencies and balance the budget, etc. Again, not, uh, not uh, digressing too much. But three plus years, 30 million dollars spent and the actual work for which the money was meant, I mean collecting samples is a preliminary activity. Uh, you are supposed to get to the actual work after the preliminary activity which by then had not uh, started. It has still not started from what I understand. So this was the question in my head for Premier Ford. Why doesn't your blood boil? Now, let's not let the opposition parties avoid responsibility for this wasteful dysfunction. That's what I want to call it. It's wasteful dysfunction. The leader of the official opposition. So now there are two additional qualifications here. First, it's the official opposition and then this is the leader of that official opposition. She hasn't taken it up in four years. She hasn't replied to any of the several communications of mine on the matter. During the 2018 election campaign, when this plan for removing mercury had just been put in place, she had visited Grassy Narrows and declared from there that completing it, quote, requires all hands on deck, end quote. Sadly, for the four years since then, 
her own hands have been conspicuously absent from the whole situation i had also approached the deputy leader of the official opposition which is ndp in ontario right now mpp sara singh and after much follow up she finally met me on november 10th 2021 since then there has been total silence from her side i mean her staff did send me some uh, links to other issues of grassy narrows that they are talking about in the parliament but not this one the other issues being the uh, granting of uh, mining exploration permits to a number of companies in that area and someone uh, from her staff had mentioned it during our meeting also and i said let's stay focused on this because otherwise you are going to lose focus and not get anything done and i have repeatedly followed up from my end but uh, they haven't replied also mpp sol mamakwa who is himself first nations and also represents the riding where grassy narrows is located has been silent on the issue for 4 years as well as unresponsive to my communications but i don't want to make this about me it has to be about the issue now consider his qualifications he is first nations he represents the riding where the mess is located and he is mpp of the official opposition liberal mpp kathleen win who has premier put the plan and funding in place has similarly neither taken up the issue in the four years since the last election nor replied to any of my communications so let me say this with emphasis these are the people and people's representatives in ontario's parliament who should have been pounding the desks demanding action and results from the government on the matter of mercury removal at grassy narrows and the two rivers they have failed to do anything let me repeat that they have failed to do anything to all these so called people's representatives i have only one question tharo khun kyun nahi bade why doesn't your blood boil now going back last year i wrote my first article on this issue in october 2021 as i mentioned in the article there is a specific fortnight in the hindu calendar it's a lunar calendar so the dates vary but they are generally between september and october there is this specific fortnight when we pay homage to our deceased parents and ancestors my father and father in law are both no more in this physical world i mean i still talk to them in 2021 this fortnight was in september I, as i asked them how they would like me to pay homage to them in that year they reminded me that as civil engineers both of them had built and maintained dams all their working lives so that people could have reliable supply of water they said that i already knew about the poisoned water at grassy narrows they clarified that to some degree one may be excused for not acting on something when one doesn't know about it but now i knew about grassy narrows and the horrific effect of mercury on the health of three generations of people there then with one voice they asked me a question tharo khun kyun nahi bade why doesn't your blood boil i took that question in the form of a command 
and decided that I am going to be chasing this issue until the job gets done. The second line of the song that I quoted earlier is highly relevant now as we head into another election in Ontario in a few days time. देखिए पाते हैं उषाक बुतों से क्या फैज एक ब्राह्मण ने कहा है कि ये साल अच्छा है लेट अस सी व्हाट गेन लवर्स रिसीव्ड फ्रॉम देयर बिलवेड वन एस्ट्रोलॉजर हैज सेड दैट दिस ईयर इज गोइंग टू बी अ गुड वन अ गवर्नमेंट इज केप्ट अकाउंटेबल बाय द ऑपोजिशन पार्टीज व्हेन दे फेल बोथ ऑफ देम आर केप्ट अकाउंटेबल बाय द वोटर्स it is up to the voters of ontario to ensure that justice is delivered to the people at grassy narrows the key here is that this isn't supposed to happen just at the election time therefore if you are a voter in ontario i am not asking you to base your voting decision on this issue i am fully aware that there are host of issues that affect people differently and voters are perfectly within their rights to prioritize them as they see fit but once the election is over and we have another parliament formed i think it is the duty of every ontarian to push their provincial representative to get the mercury removal from english and wabigoon rivers finally started and finished not just started that's all that i am asking for If you are active in provincial politics in Ontario, at whatever level, including just a voter, and especially if you are in the media, then if I come face to face with you after the election, whether physically or virtually, I will have just one question for you: Tharo khon kyu nahi bade? I hope you will have pondered this in the interim, and will have an answer. Until my next episode goodbye